Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, episode number 139 today on this Tuesday, primary day here in the state of Utah. I've talked to you much about my family in the few months that I've been hosting this radio program. I've told you about my uh, brother-in-law, the police officer. I've talked to you about my uh, sister, the army officer. I've talked to you about my uh, beautiful baby, Piper, little seven months old. Uh, well, I, I, I mentioned my sister there, uh, the army officer. A uh, recent graduate of Officer Candidate School, uh, and she is on to have a wonderful career, and she's very excited, and I envy her. I envy the adventure that she has had. I, adventure, I envy the skills that she has acquired and the experiences that she has gathered and is now able to look back on uh, as she uh, reminisces about her career thus far and looks forward uh, to her future career in the United States Army. Why do I bring that all up? Well, I got a, a call the other day from Jenny Taylor. That's a name you know. Uh, she currently is serving as the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. It's a, a position which uh, has many, many objectives, and one of the goals of her objective, or one of the goals of her position, and right now is to aid in the recruiting of uh, new soldiers into the United States Army. And right now, the Army has a goal. Specifically, they would like to sign 10,000 new recruits between today and July 2nd. Joining me on the line right now is Lieutenant Colonel Rafael Vasquez, commander for the Salt Lake City Recruiting Battalion. Uh, joining me now, sir, how are you? I'm um, doing great, Lee. Thank you so much for having me on your radio show. Uh, it's my pleasure. It was a pleasure to speak to you yesterday as well and learn a bit about uh, what you're up to, what the goal is, and how you aim to uh, accomplish it. Now, th there's something a little bit different about about this effort right now. We are in the midst of uh, the, <laughs> the the coronavirus era, and you've had to shift your tactics a little bit. H how are you going about getting uh, information to potential recruits? Yeah, well, fundamentally, the difference between this uh, National Hire Day, it's the first time we've done it. It's an all-out effort. And a lot of our, our, our uh, presence is in the virtual space. So uh, in March, uh, early March, March 18th, when uh, we uh, figured that COVID-19 was a serious uh, uh, issue, we went ahead and took the lead in the U.S. Army Recruiting Command, and uh, we went to 100% telework. Uh, so 100% telework meant that we have to still recruit, but in a different environment. So for us, it meant in the virtual space, so social media platforms, our computers, our phones. And right now, our effort for Army National Hiring Day is to take those skills that we learned during our telework environment and apply them during this uh, specific period of time. So from July, uh, excuse me, from June 30th to July 2nd, there's a push to increase the media presence, but it's not just for the recruiting force. It's for 
uh, all the commands across the Army. So in the 82nd Division, the 10th Mountain Division, uh, Fort Bliss, uh, Fort Bragg, all the institutions across the United States that are associated with the Army are uh, increasing our, our uh Presence in the virtual space, the fundamentally state of people, you know, the Army is about service. It's about uh, community. It's about um, all those things that we know what the Army is about. But fundamentally, it's a job. And we have more than 150 jobs that uh, you can choose from in the Army, and, and you will be compensated uh, very, very well. Let me ask you this. When you are seeking to enlist a new soldier in the United States Army, who are you looking for? So, look, we're going to look for three things. We're going to look for somebody who is mentally, morally, and physically qualified. So when we talk about mentally qualified, that is what the ASVAB is for. So the Armed Service Vocational Aptitude Battery is an exam that we uh, give to young applicants to see if they have the aptitude. And based on the results of that test, we'll kind of find out uh, what what kind of jobs are are good for them. We have uh, aligned with the ASVAB a career exploration program that will tell a young man or woman, hey, Based on what you scored, these are the kind of things that you should do when you grow up. So that covers the mental thing. The second thing is morally qualified. We're going to find uh, young men and women that uh, don't have anything that's deleterious in their background. In other words, no crimes, uh, no shoplifting, no petty theft. You know, there's there's certain things that uh, we can potentially waive because young people will make mistakes, and we don't want to ruin somebody's life over small mistakes. But they have to be more qualified. We have to know for a fact they're going to do the right things and share our army values. And then finally, we got to make sure that they're physically qualified. A lot of folks that uh, apply for the Army, the biggest disqualifier is physical, physical fitness or some sort of uh, pre-con- uh, pre-existing condition. Um, so what we do is we take them down to the military entrance uh, processing station here in Salt Lake City near the airport, and we uh, go- subject them to a series of physical batteries to make sure that they're good to go, and, and that's it. So you got to be physically qualified. Uh, you got to be morally qualified. you got to be mentally qualified. Right now, if you're between 17 and 34 years old and you're looking for a job, looking for adventure, the Army is the place for you. You, sir, enlisted when you were 17 years old. Why did you make that choice? You know, uh, so my Army story began with my father. You know, my father came to the U.S. As part of the Bracero program, Bracero or Braso means arms. So he came here in the late 50s and 60s as part of a manual labor program uh, to conduct field work. When he came here, he realized he didn't know what to call it at the time, but he realized he was seeing the American dream uh, of working hard and, and providing opportunities. Um, and so he decided to stay here. Uh, I went to high school and I wasn't sure what I was going to do once I graduated high school just because. Uh, I would, college and things of that nature were new to our environment. We were immigrants. We didn't understand it. And a young uh, recruiter by the name of Manuel Sanchez said to me, you know, you have good grades. There's an opportunity for you. I came in the Army when I was 17 years old, and I knew exactly that the Army was the same values that my father inculcated in, in, into us, a community service, helping others, being part of something bigger, something bigger than yourself that you can attribute. So I joined when I was 17, and I started making roughly at that time about $700 a month, which doesn't seem like a lot except for everything was taken care of for me. I didn't have to worry about food. I didn't have to worry about clothes. I didn't have to worry about a place to stay, and I had some of the best friends that I still have to this day. And so what I learned through that was that uh, – Given the proper opportunity, I could excel. Uh, in addition to that pay, I got educational benefits. So after I did my four years, uh, ended up being about seven years, 
in the Army, I decided to get out and use my uh, GI Bill and, and go to college. So I went to Arizona State University. I got my psychology degree and decided to come back in as an officer. Um, you know, part of the other benefits that I was able to secure was my VA loan, and I was able to buy a house uh, with 0% down. And all of this just because I decided to raise my right hand and, and join the service. Uh, as a matter of public record, uh, you know, because my base pay and my uh, uh, basic allowance for, for housing is, is you can Google it because it's mm -hmm. government pay. I, I currently make somewhere around $148,000 a year. I say that to tell you that I never thought that as a young man without an education further than a high school uh, diploma, I would be able to serve my country and then get paid handsomely for it. Outstanding. We've been speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Rafael Vasquez as the United States Army engages in national hiring days. The goal right now is to bring into the Army 10,000 new recruits between today and July 2nd. Lieutenant Colonel, give me, uh, give me the website where uh, potential recruits might find more information. Absolutely. So if you want to find out more or find a recruiter, all you have to do is goarmy.com. So pull up your phone, goarmy.com, or if you want to go the old-fashioned way, uh, 1-888-550-ARMY. Uh, that's 1-888-550-ARMY uh, or 2769. And we'll make sure we get a recruiter right now in this uh, small period of time. If you enlist during this window and ship, in other words, go to basic training before the 30th of September, you're actually qualified for an additional $2,000 signing bonus. That's an additional to, uh, bonus to all the pay and benefits you're going to get. Outstanding. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you. Very good. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. Good luck to you on this goal, Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lee, and thanks again for having me. Absolutely. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we're going to take a look at some comments made by Utah Congressman Chris Stewart relating to this story about the Russian bounties placed on the heads of American servicemen. Is that true? Is that all made up? Did the president know about it? We'll dig into it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.